As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to another edition of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. The Broncos are officially eliminated from the playoffs. It's mathematically impossible for us to do anything to make the playoffs, but we are still here talking Broncos football because it's what we love to do, and I know you guys love to hear it. So this week, we play the Detroit Lions. And in this episode, we get to talk a little bit about what the Detroit Lions are going to do with a rookie quarterback now that Matt Stafford is injured, as well as what the Broncos can do against a 31st-ranked defense in the Lions. We get to talk a little bit about culture and what that means for coaches as they head into head coaching vacancies, and hot seats. Who is on the hot seat in the NFL? Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Tell your family, tell your friends, and follow us as we finish off this season, go into the offseason, and keep this train rolling as we keep bringing you the best Broncos podcast on the market. While you do that, go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Matt Patricia does not look like a NFL head coach, eh? Doesn't he just look like a guy who works in an office? Right. Like he sells some like industrial like products or something like that. I don't know. Like vacuums? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Matt Patricia looks like a, a vacuum salesman. He's a door-to-door vacuum sales, but he's the guy that stands in the back. He's not the one going up to the door. He's the one that's <laughs> making other he's people the... <laughs> go to doors. Wearing yeah, he's the... He holds off, the vacuum while the other guy talks. Off-brand polos in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, welcome back. Welcome to the Orange Weekly pregame podcast, you know. Uh, so this week, um, I'm joined here with uh, Jared and Kev. And um, David's not here today. We uh, Last week, no, two weeks ago, we talked about how we fired Jared, but right. he's back now. Um, his lawyer called us and we did something that was not okay, so... Right. We had to take that, him back, but uh, it's, it's that contract that Kev made a sign. We all forgot to read it, and then I, I hired someone. They read it. Apparently, you're not allowed to fire me, so that's cool. It's, yeah. the, uh, it's the very fine print. You guys are <laughs> legally binded to uh, performing in Orange Weekly, I guess. Well, <laughs> little say. I think I think we need a new lawyer given these contracts. But anyways, I'll hook you guys up. That. I'll hook you guys up with my lawyer. <laughs> we should we should have questioned it when we realized the contract was written in crayon. I think that's where we went wrong. <laughs> 
It distracted you, though. You were like, oh, this is nothing. We'll just, we feel bad for him, so of course we'll sign it. But you didn't look at the back and the very fine print, and now I got you guys. Oh, man. My God. That's not integrity <laughs> at all. Not integrity. Okay, so um, this week. No. <laughs> all right. Come on, guys. So we got to get serious here. This is a serious oh, yeah. show right. with hard hitting news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this week, we're going up against the very mediocre uh, Detroit Lions, which is kind of exciting because I think that we can pull this one off. I think that overall, we're the better team. And um, it's kind of nice to think that maybe at the end of the year here, we can get a couple wins, a little bit of feel good, you know, for the holiday season and all that. Um, but before we go into that direction, okay, I want to take a step back here and just your quick thoughts on the last game against the Chiefs. Kind of, you know, kind of predictable in my opinion. I kind of saw it coming, especially with the snow. It just demonstrated the difference between the team who is, you know, prepared to win in championship caliber and another team who's still trying to find its identity. You know, that's a very kind of the, the, the clear narrative that, that came up for me. Uh, Jared, what, what did you think about this last game? Yeah, I think I, ultimately it was just a perfect storm of what could go wrong, did go wrong. For no pun intended. All no. pun intended. Full pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was the it was it was the perfect storm. The the way that the the obviously weather played a big part of it. Uh, the Drew Locke not being able to set his feet. You know, trying to go up against one of the best tight ends in the league and Travis Kelsey. It just it all it all kind of fell apart for us and. Ultimately, you know, I've, I've mentioned that the defense didn't play very well, but they, they did hold them to quite a few field goals, and there was a couple big plays that were led up, and I think a lot of it just kind of looked like the snow had a lot to do with it. And yeah. unfortunately, like you're right, they're a team that's Super Bowl quality and, and championship quality, and, and we're not, and we're still trying to find our identity, and we definitely weren't going to find it in that game. Mm. Yeah, well said, Kev. Definitely not. I mean, it's one of those things like – Look, Drew Locke didn't have a fantastic game. There's a lot of uh, still issues with his footwork and just kind of how he, he operates on the field there. But that's okay. You know, it, it's it's how he rebound, rebounds from this. Uh, what does he fix? Does he continue to make the same mistakes? And it's his third game. So obviously we're not jumping to either conclusion of he's the guy or we need to get rid of him. Uh, but that was the big thing is he, he made some terrible throws. Uh, he made some bad decisions, but he also made some very good throws. Uh, the issue just was that as a team, you know, the, the receivers just couldn't, you know, catch, yeah. catch the ball and, and yeah. make something happen. And our run game just wasn't going well. And also you have a lot of injuries. So it, it sucks because, of course, we wanted to obviously beat the Chiefs like we've been trying to for years now. Uh, but I think this is one of those games where we're really going to see, hey, how does Drew Locke rebound from all you know these mistakes? How does he handle the loss? Because it's really easy to feel good about yourself when you you know win thirty eight to you know whatever twenty three or whatever the score was. But when you lose that bad and you make that many mistakes, it it really shows how what kind of quarterback you are. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see for sure. I mean, it's hard for anybody to play in that weather. But again, I think you know I can't. We can't judge Drew Locke on three games. Um, you know, he still has to play out a lot of different stuff and scenarios, but you know, kudos for him. Just, you know, just doing well in this first two. And then this last one is, is kind of so, so, but, um, well, I think that next week, I think he's going to have a much better game personally. I think that, you know, the, the Lions defense, although they started really well, they, they seem to play at a very high level against the chiefs and against the Packers. And, and they were looking like a team that was finally going to be competitive. And then somehow it just, you know, again, all fell apart. Matt Stafford got hurt. He's now on IR. So they're going to be playing their backup quarterback, you know, against our defense, who's probably, 
you know, still trying to, you know, find their identity, right? But this is a great game to do that because, you know, here's a backup quarterback with minimal experience, with no run game, with, you know, uh, receivers who are good, but they're good with Stafford. So, you know, I don't know. It, it, it looks very promising for us this week. I think we're going to get some early holiday presents. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, what I'm looking at, I think the biggest stat here is that the Lions have the 31st ranked defense in the league. Overall, thirty-first ranked. It. And now, if we can't go out here and do something with that, that's more to look at than anything else at this point. We we have to be able to game plan and, and beat a thirty-first ranked defense. Like shame on yeah, us, right? But remember, remember the the first time we played the Chiefs this year and how bad their defense was ranked. True. Yeah, they, but it, let's yeah, let's true. be honest though. The difference between the Chiefs' bad ranked defense is because their big playability. Right, so yeah. their their defense was really bad because they have big quick strike ability and they always strike quick most of the time, and sure. and it, it's you know kind of the same. What? But that was but, so well said, man. I'm so sorry. You just I, you, you you're brilliant. What? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like their their strike ability is really good because they're able to like strike or something. Oh, just the way you said it. It was just great. It was just you know. A quick play, Sorry. quick strike. I'm, you know, yeah, what? I'm gonna... quick strike ability is really showing how able quickly they're able to strike. It's like I, I'm getting myself <laughs> yeah, a thesaurus for Christmas. That's it. <laughs> I'm tired of this. Uh, look, oh, look man, at the end of the day, the best person to do this with. Here's the thing: this should be a good game for our offense to go out there and make something happen. Heck yes. I just, I can't sit here and say, "Oh yeah, we're playing," you know, one of the worst defenses in the league. We're going to be just fine. Uh, I feel okay about it, but not great. I'll be honest with you. Okay, you're still a little bit hesitant here. Okay, interesting, Mister Optimistic. What happened, Mister Optimistic? Uh, yeah, the third he year in the row. Of... Show man, he starts getting more and more depressed every week. Jared, I think it's, it's us. It's, no, it's definitely, it's, we're bringing it's him down. definitely not you guys. If anything, seeing your guys' faces make me more optimistic oh. than I, I would be oh, otherwise. Oh, great. So. Oh, Jared and I have faces for radio, man. <laughs> we do. We definitely. Yeah. There's definitely don't put us in front of the camera. You're pretty. You can go on like the billboards and stuff. You can be the face of the group, but I'll be the face. Uh, of, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Once I once okay, I buy them, we'll see. Well, speaking of faces of things, uh, Matt Stafford, yeah. the face of the franchise for the Detroit Lions. See that segue? Beautiful. That's good. Um, I, I think give it a, that... a six point five. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I appreciate it. Thanks for the honesty. That's what I'm here um, for. Radio face. Thank you so much for the honesty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is going nowhere fast. But anyways, Matt <laughs> Stafford is um, hurt, and that kind of sucks for the Lions. It sucks for Matt Stafford, man. Like, this guy, like, I feel for him. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's got a lot of, you know, talent. He's done a lot of good things. Um, but he's never been on a team that's been ultimately good, right? Uh, so it kind of points to me the, the the bigger picture within the Detroit Lions. Like, it's they're kind of like us in the sense that they just can't seem to find success after losing a key player you know calvin johnson was like that guy and then since then i mean they've played well for sure but it's like you know i don't know they're just trying to search for something it kind of feels like what we're doing here um do you think as a franchise you know this is a team that like are they just having a bad year do you think they'll be better next year do you think that you know why are they so bad essentially is what i'm trying to say i think it's going to come down to what matt patricia can do in the off season. And if he can fill the gaps on his defense that he needs to fill. Because, I, honestly, I like Matt Stafford as a quarterback. He is the right. face of a franchise for a reason. Uh, he is a good quarterback. And contrary to a, a, what a lot of people's beliefs are and some of the numbers that he's been putting up this year, um, his injuries do have part to play in that. So I think it's what, what 
what they do on the defensive end, not so much on the offensive end, to be able to turn their season around or to turn their – they've had quite a few bad seasons the past few years. So to turn that all around and start moving forward, that's why they brought Matt Patricia on in the first place. So we'll see what he does with it because he's a defensive-minded guy, and their defense is 31st in the league. That, that can't be good. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Kev, you seem perplexed, man. I don't know that's what they face. can do to turn around, to be honest. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, this is kind of seems to be how the the Lions operate. You know, they they're never. I can't remember the last time that people were like, "Oh yeah, we're playing the Lions this week." I just I don't know. This is you know we're probably going to yeah. lose this game because we're playing the Lions. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah it doesn't yeah. mean that they can't become that team, but looking at them right now, and you know, I think Matt Patricia can do it, um, but it's just a matter of time and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does, does the front office have his back and are they going to make the right decisions in the draft and free agency? And, and just how are they going to go about building this team to get to that point? Yeah. Um, but it's, I think they're, they're probably a couple of years removed. Just kind of think we are right now. Um, but yeah, so just, it's one of those things you look at them, you're like, yeah, but they're always kind of like this, you know? It is, it is interesting because like Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator was really, really good. You right. know, like he was with the Patriots for all those years and, and they won a lot of games and they had, you know, just great defenses throughout. So and he's brilliantly like he's strategic. Um, he, he's got that degree in like uh, aerospace engineering or something like yeah, that. Yeah, You know, he's just one of these people who just thinks about this game differently. And I just get the feeling that, you know, he may just be a great defensive coordinator, not necessarily a great head coach. You know, think of like Vic Fangio, who was a defensive coordinator for decades you know, and then all of a sudden he gets a head coaching job. Now, like, Matt Patricia, why can't he be one of these guys who's just one of these great, that in, you know, 30 years from now, we're just talking about him at the end of his career sort of deal. You know, he may not cut as a head coach because I just, I don't get the sort of inspirational sort of like, I don't get the leadership there. But I think that if he works under the right pe- people like a Bill Belichick or, I mean, anybody at this point, it could be another great head coach. Like, he may still be, you know, that great guy. But for that reason, I think that, this Lions team is just not that competitive. They just don't have that leadership they need. I think Bob Quinn's a, good, a decent GM, but mm, after that, I don't know. I don't know if Patricia's the right pick. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I think because I, I, I like Matt Patricia as a person, as, as a, you know, he's super educated, super intelligent, and at, at the head coach position, he's trying to find his way. But he's definitely on a hot seat right now, and yeah. I, I don't see that well, changing. He was confirmed that he's going to be back next year, him and Bob Quinn. But it just sounded like, you know, if, if we're bringing this up in the news, it's because this is their last chance. Otherwise, we're moving to something else. Yeah, he's but. got he's got one more year. And it's it's basically like that three year concept. Like if you if you can't fix this team in three years to at least make it to a playoff, he's nine, 18 and one overall. And he's yeah. three, eight and one this season. So it, it's going the other way than they they were expecting. We're in the same position with uh, with Fangio. We're saying, hey, in in another two years, he has two years to really make uh, some some good improvements and get the culture right and get them back on a uh, you know in a winning mentality in a winning way and at least get to the playoffs. Otherwise, you know, if we're still in the same position of barely making eight and eight every you know the next two years, then it's it's hard to be able to say like, yeah, we're going to stick with this guy even longer. And so it's there's a lot of parallels if you ask me between. The, the Lions and us right now, like, you know, uh, Matt Patricia has been there for two years now and we just first year with uh, Vic Fangio. But it's it's that's why this game's going to be interesting to me, because we're both kind of in the same boat, you know? Yeah. 
Definitely. And that's, that's, that's a feeling I get too. There's just a lack of direction there, you know, and what they're going to do after Stafford. This is not his first injury and this is, you know, his back, like this is not just, this is more significant per se, you know? So I think that there may be big decisions coming down that pipeline and it's going to be interesting to see where that franchise goes, but here's a franchise that has never made it to a Super Bowl, you know, in the modern era, mm-hmm. right? It's like, this is them, the Browns, the Texans, and the Titans, maybe, I think, are the only other franchises that never made it to a Super Bowl, at least. No, so Titans like did. Titans, Titans did? Okay, did. Titans did, yeah. They lo- they're they the ones that lost, like, in the last play. Right. To the Rams, oh, of course. To the yeah, Rams, of course. Yeah. My yeah. mistake. Yeah, anyways, I think the other three franchises, like, these are teams that, right. you know, they've never been really that excellent. So it's like there's something in the culture there. There's something that's not working fundamentally that, you know, may never work. But, you know, this is getting a little bit depressing. So I think that uh, we should just change this direction. Um, and let's go into their roster. Um, you know, early in the year, they had some pretty exciting players. Like their running back, I think, was, you know, really just a, um, very, I don't want to read, promising is the exact word I want to say. But anyways, like, I think that he had a lot of potential early on and he could be very dynamic, but he kind of never really made anything of it. Matt Stafford was as good. And then, you know, after that, I don't really see any, you know, wow players or anything. Like when you look at this roster, who really stands out to you? No, I mean, nobody. They still have CJ Anderson, no. right? They didn't cut him. Or did they cut him? Oh, I think he's, 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 gone. Cut. he's on the he's roster gone. right now. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Oh, he's long gone. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I just... Uh... Look, so I don't so know if anyone Kenny, does stand out. Kenny Galladay, I know, is a good receiver, but if you have a rookie throwing to him uh, yeah. against a, yeah. a, a yeah, DB Kenny core, Galladay, yeah. and we still have a, D, a really good DB core, is you know, contrary to what happened last week, I still have still full faith in our our corners, and I, I don't think with a rookie quarterback and the pressure that we're going to be able to get, no. I, I don't, I just don't see him having a great game not against us. Other than that. There's nobody really on this line. Their offensive line's all beat up is just as much as ours is. So there's not a lot that we could really look at here. Their top running back has 308 yards. I mean, uh, uh, Johnson yeah. there has 308 yards. Then Scarborough total. has 301 yeah, total yards for the season. Uh, versus you look at Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. who's just right at about 850. Um, I mean, yeah, 850. So, he, I mean, if he wants to break 1,000, still doable. Um but uh, compared to our, our our team, compared to the Lions, I just there's not there's not a lot standing out for me. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. You know, it's it's kind of interesting at this time of year how like you can just tell when some teams just are performing and those are not. You know how it kind of stands out within their actual rosters. It's like there's there's nobody here really carrying the load. But you know, I don't know. Kenny Galladay is very exciting nonetheless. Like this guy's a nice young receiver. He kind of reminds me of like Cort, uh, Cortland Sutton. You know, he's like long arms. He can jump up and catch the deep balls. And, like, yeah, he's, he's really cool, very promising. He was doing very well this year, too, so he's always fun to watch, honestly. Like, he's really right. good. Um, with Kareem Jackson being out, though, do you think that, you know, now the secondary has become something that's exposable for the Broncos, or do you think we're still strong, like, within that, you know, that group? It It's tough to say because especially last week, you know, playing the snow, it was uh... – I think, Jared, you were talking about it last night on, on the Tuesday night show about, you know, hey, we're just playing not to get hurt, which makes sense. But um, the impact of uh, Jackson not, gonna, not being there, I don't know how it's going to impact it. But it's already kind of with Chris Harris back there. And, again, I love the guy. I respect the guy. But it's very clear that he's getting older and just can't really keep up consistently. 
Uh, and all you have is Simmons back there, who's phenomenal, but he can't, you know, carry the whole backfield by himself. Yeah, for sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, for that sure. that Simmons Jackson combo is really what's been been setting up a lot of things for both players. Um, I you know I think the play of Simmons forces things to Jackson's side, and that happens. Uh, who is it that we played before Kansas City? Um, not Minnesota, obviously, but when when we played against the, his old team. Um, he he had he had a Texans. couple picks in that yeah he had a couple picks in the Texans game and yeah, right. he did really well because you can't throw to, to the Simmons side and then you throw to his side and it just kind of ends up being a, a bad day overall and he was flying all over the field so I think I think missing him is going to be big but it's it's not like it's not like we're not going to be without a good safety it's uh, Ward right. is his backup right yep so it's not like he's new to the Broncos it's not like it, he hasn't been a starter on this team last year. So I think he's he's going to step up and be able to make an, another name for himself. It does suck that we're going to be without him, but we're definitely going to be able to, to push forward. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Should be okay. Cool. So, like, you know, um, with the season being over now, two games left. You know, what's, what, what is there to be, like, uh, to be looking at specifically within this team? Like, you know, you guys really yeah. know this roster. You know, you really know these players. And like, who who are you really excited for within this last bit, or who are we looking at that may be losing a job? You know, is there some players that are playing for for the team? You know, in these next two games, I think one name is Deshaun Hamilton. Um, oh, really? Eh, I think really? so. I mean, he's is he going to step up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, Tim Patrick. I think we can all agree. Like Jared and I definitely do. Like we like Tim Patrick a lot. Um, yeah. Deshaun Hamilton should be. Uh, you know, right there next to, or at least close to uh, Cortland Sutton in terms of performance stuff, but he's just not really getting there. So it's going to leave a lot of questions. I don't know if he's going to be on the, you know, the roster bubble next year necessarily, but, you know, where is he going to fall in the depth? And I think these next two games are really going to kind of, you know, where, where do we want to put you? And, you know, where do we want to draft a wide receiver, you know, and, and just... You know, are we going to put him, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton number one, Tim Patrick number two, mm. who's going to be number three. So I, I think he's one that I'm going to be interested to watch and just see if, you know, can he play, can he push himself to the next level for these next couple of games? Did did he have like a couple of really bad drops this year? Deshaun Hamilton? Yeah. He had one. He had what, one. Okay, I'm trying to think if, if he's that kind of player because I agree with in the sense that he needs to step up. I had a lot more expectations from him when he was drafted. Like, with his speed and his agility, I figured that, you know, this guy would be a perfect compliment. But, yeah, it just seems like he hasn't really, you know, demonstrated anything. But I think, I don't know, he's kind of young still. Jared, how about you? Who do you think is uh, – who's standing out? So, I, I agree with the, the Dacian Hamilton as far as being on kind of the bubble. Um, and and I, we, I think as Broncos country, we need to take a step back in the next two weeks, look at this like we're looking at a preseason game. Like, we're getting yeah. two more preseason games with our starters mm. this year – towards next year to see what we have and what we don't have as we go towards this offseason. We have a lot of cap space, so we have a lot of a lot of moves that we can make in the offseason. So that should get quite a people quite a lot of people interested in coming out here as well as the fact that, you know, we're we're not playing for anything. So really what we need to be doing is seeing what they have so we could cut them out. Like I know we mentioned Deshaun Hamilton on the defensive side, some of these defensive linemen, we are so hurt on the defensive line that it is unreal. Shelby Harris is obviously one guy that we're going to need to keep around for a while. He's been playing absolutely crazy. Um, 
Uh, and on the, in the linebacker side, right, so Todd Davis getting a lot of heat for the way that he couldn't cover Kelsey, who who can in perfect conditions, honestly. Well, yeah, he's, he's the only tight end in the last, like, well, in, ever to get three consecutive thousand-yard seasons. Like, right. He's, he's good. He's going to beat everybody. We can't, yeah. you know, he's not the me- the level of, of, of success we're trying to measure, but it's like the, every week the tight ends we just can't cover. Right. You know, it's not just Kelsey. It's every week, right? That's a right. glaring problem. And I, and I honestly think we've gotten a little bit better with the scheme that we've been able to come up with in, in this yeah. year as far as comparatively to other years, right? But uh, Alexander Johnson's another one. Uh, you know, I think he's been kind of not – and he was, was our tackle leader for the longest time. In the last couple of games, he's been a little quiet. I want to see him kind of step up and be a little bit more of a leader on that defense and see what he can do because I think he's another bright spot on that defense. Um, other than that, that's that's basically the ones that I'm looking at, and I, I'm looking to see some of these guys as they get moved around. I'm interested to see in the next couple of games if Fangio starts moving around guys on the offensive line to see if we can get different pieces in different places, possibly see if we can move Garrett Bowles to the guard spot just to see just to see what he can do. I just want to see I what he can see. do with guard. Man, Bowles. Is I would a love guard to see though? that, but. They're not Skinny. going. They're not. I don't. Just, I don't think they're going to. You know. Yeah, dude, man. Detroit Lions defensive line, though. Okay, that's a pretty stacked group. Like Trey Flowers, Damon Harrison, A. Sean Robinson. Like, and then uh, their defensive end. They had another player there. I remember uh, Hand. I believe. Anyways, anyways. Um, Okara, Okwara right now. But like these guys are good players. Like Garrett Bowles at tackle with uh, Damon Harrison in front of him. No, 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 no. He's not only going to holding, he's going to be tripping and falling and, you know, he's going to be a casualty. Biting. Like he's, yeah. And he's <laughs> pulling hair. It's going to be really rough to see just given his size. Like he's not built for that. Unfortunately, he's just too small. I think right now to play, t- you know, tackle, he'd be a cool prospect maybe to play at that like sort of flex tight end goal line sort of utility position. Maybe. You know, given his body composition, but I think his mind is such that right now he's just he's he's not moving his feet. He's holding too much. But anyways, um, it's it's just kind of sad to see the 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 lack of improvement from him. Um, maybe this year we'll be able to draft a tackle, though. You know, that'd I be pretty cool. Especially, that, yeah, I think at some point. I mean, yeah. early on, especially. I think even me, like, look, uh, uh, before Drew Lock's first game, I was still saying, look, I I don't care what. I just see us drafting quarterback in the first round no matter what. And now yeah. I'm thinking, look, you know, especially I think it's very, very likely that we're just going to go into the preseason and uh, with Drew Locke being the starter. Yeah, uh, of course, and, yeah. So for at least one year, look, are we going to pass up this this quarterback-heavy draft? Uh, probably uh, because we have so many other needs right now, such but, as tackle oh, and, but, you know. But, no, but, I know. I know, but, you know. You know, I just can't like right now. We can though, because look at what we uh, the, um, uh, Cardinals did with Josh Rosen. They right. picked him like eleventh overall or tenth yeah. or something like that. Next year they move away from him. Like you know, that was the first time I've ever seen that happen so quickly. And now you That's know, true. Drew Locke, If we're, if we're in the draft and the guy is sitting there, say Tua is like healthy and he's sitting right there where we're drafting. And you say we pass on him because uh, maybe Drew Locke will work mm. out. That's been the problem this entire like time post Manning. You know what I mean? There's there's no going for that special guy. There's like, yeah, this guy might. So I just kind of like hope that, man, something happens. That's Unless true. Cam Newton yeah. gets be- a free okay. agent. There it is. 
And so I'm surprised you haven't talked about Brady being uh, the, the Brady's never going to be a free yet. agent. Please, man. Brady is <laughs> never leaving the Patriots. His his face is about to turn into that logo. No, uh, <laughs> Jared, I love what you talked about. No, I forget who it was. I think it was Jared this week. Are you talking about Derek Carr becoming a free agent maybe? Yeah, yeah. maybe the Broncos signed Derek Carr. Derek Carr, oh, that's geez. an option. Philip Rivers is about to I need to, to go cut. throw up. Hold on. What if we sign Philip Rivers, man? So I, this is this is what's going to happen so in the draft. Options. I hate you it, so much. This man. is what's going to happen. I just have to bring in this this up, man. Come on. <laughs> we know that Elway drafts BPA. He dressed. He drafts best player available. We would not have gotten Chubb yeah. if it wasn't for that concept. So yeah. we know that if 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 a healthy Tua, a known Tua, or a known. Any of those quarterbacks that are top quality, if they're sitting in those positions, I do think he goes and gets them. I don't think the, these quarterbacks are going to fall to us. It's going to be just like the Wentz and Goff era yeah. where they're, everybody that needs a quarterback is going to be vying for those number one, number two spots, and they're going to be trying to trade up to them. Um, and that, right that's basically what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, right after the college football playoffs and right after, like, the combines and all that, you know, these quarterbacks are going to go in the top five for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, so there's no other- denying that. Okay, uh, you know I'm gonna say that the questions I have for the the pre-draft right. show, but <laughs> but there's look here. Bottom line, there's a lot of needs for the Broncos. I think that left tackle is one of the top. Absolutely. Um, look, we have Dalton Reisner, but we need to get a couple other really strong young offensive linemen to really build that line around. Uh, they, and I yeah. just do not see Garrett Bowles being a part of that line. You know, he is a liability. Year year. He he's a constant liability, and you never know what yeah. kind of game he's gonna have. Yep. Three or four hold game or a how you know a, a decent game not great but decent and yeah, he, here's a guy that I could see him being cut or released whatever trade you know trade to like something like the Patriots a team with some like Skarnecchia who can just take these players and just mold them I don't think he I think his he's no longer in a good fit with the Broncos he just needs a change and yeah I think he can find success. But it just won't be here, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But tackle is a very, very big spot. Um, you know, even corner, safety, linebacker. Well, corner, especially with Chris t- Harris you know, leaving this year, which yeah. I, I would bet money on that's going to happen. So corner is going to be huge as well. There's there's a big corner coming in this draft too. Like he's going to be Odaku Okadu. I forget exactly what it is, but he's like apparently Jalen Ramsey type of comparison. So, you know, I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of key players here. But quarterback man like it's just you know this is a quarterback driven league i think people have been resisting that narrative for a little bit now but it's just true you know look at these teams who are performing well it it comes from that quarterback you know the really exciting ones the ones that are x factors right that's just kind of the reality we live in so does elway do it i don't think so i think he goes for the safe pick and we get an excellent player out of it but then we're sitting in next season the same sort of conversation you know what i mean that's I think that's just what happens there. But the great thing is, is that there's many quarterbacks there, so there might be one that falls to us. You know, Herbert, right? He's still good. The kid from Washington, you know, Tua's hurt, right? So now that changes everything. And so there's a lot of things that can happen. But it's going to be really interesting to see. But these are the two weeks to figure it out. I mean, if Drew Lock goes up and puts up a great game against the Lions, you know, we still need to consider him, right? Like he might still be a good quarterback. He might still be worth it. Right, but we just we just don't know yet. We need some more data. We need some more points of analytics, and then we'll see what happens. And that's what we get in these next two games. Like I said, they're preseason games. That's basically what yep. it comes down to. And for, and for Drew Locke more than anybody else. And I think that you know a lot of people, a lot of 
social media guys, a lot of people that are jumping on social media talking about, oh, he's terrible, or oh, he's great, or oh, give him time. Let's remember that we gave none of these other quarterbacks any more than three games to get their shit together. Uh, you know, and honestly, Drew Locke's had one good game in which a lot of his fundamentals were way off. His, he was throwing off his back foot a lot. He was making throws that were seemingly impossible. Like, how long can he keep that up? How, how often is he not going to step up into the pocket? There's a lot of questions on my mind. I like the guy. I think he has that, not X factor, but he has that other level of intelligence as a quarterback level that you need. He just needs to put that together with the fundamentals. And once it comes together, he's going to be a good quarterback. But right now, he doesn't have that. And does he fix that in the next two games? Because that's all we're going to be able to see of him before we get ready to get drafting. Or... Is he going to show us, is, are we just going to be in another situation that we're talking about right now where we're like, well, do we pick up a quarterback or do we don't? Because I know I mentioned this last night on the Tuesday night show, Kevin. I'm tired of the quarterback controversy. We all just, are. I want it to Everybody be over. The, the whole team is. So much fun And to that's what I was talking about. about the, <laughs> it gives know, us right? a job. <laughs> we hate it, but we just, love yeah. it. We love it so much. Uh, but Cause cause like, look, if, the, the, no, go. No, I was going to say something stupid. You go. <laughs> I, but stupid can be funny. So we so learned that if I try novel. to tell jokes, my my bad jokes help set up your good jokes and make you seem funnier. So, <laughs> and then Jared's terrible jokes had you know it sets both of us up. So. Right, right. I'll <laughs> just repeat the same word a couple times. Yeah, and hopefully, it yeah. sticks. It's all good, man. <laughs> San Diego Lions this week. San Diego Lions. <laughs> I think that um, you're right in the sense that this quarterback controversy is getting very annoying because there's no change in the fundamental like philosophy behind it. You know, there's no n- new way of looking at it. I look at the Ravens this year and I look at the Panthers this year with the firing of Ron Rivera and the Ravens have been so open about their use of mm-hmm. analytics. It's crazy. And the Colts do the same thing. And these are teams that, I mean, the Colts are missing that sort of, I mean, if, if Lamar Jackson was on the Colts, the Colts would be where the Baltimore oh, Ravens are right now. You know, right. Lamar Jackson is the reason that he, they're doing so well, but they're working with this new innovative philosophy through analytics. You know, Jared, you're studying sport management. Yes. Still? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm almost know. done. Yeah, so so am I. And it, like the big, big thing right now is analytics, you know? And so here's a team that, and then, so I take the Panthers who just fired Ron Rivera, and a big reason is because their new owner wants to really like put analytics at the forefront of this team. You know, he wants to turn this organization sort of what the Ravens are doing through like a new innovative way. And they got rid of you know Riverboat Ron, like the old man, you know, old school kind of coach, to do that. And here we are, we're sort of instilling a new philosophy through an old school style coach, who yeah. I don't think fully understands the use of you know analytics yet. Right. But right, I think right. that's just kind of I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm, I'm sure he does. But there's I think Fangio well, plays a different sort of philosophy. So it's, it's weird to see like where the great sort of, you know, really exciting teams are going, you know, on a very fundamental level. Right. And the Lions here, I guess, are sort of doing that, but through a defensive mind, which is, you know, not really working. But uh, what are we going to say? Uh, I think Vic Fangio is smart enough to look around and say, hey. What are yeah. these other guys? What are what are the what are the Ravens doing? You know, because they're doing fantastic. You know, hey, it's everything's moving yeah. analytics. I think he's smart enough to see that. And in court, so while he is old school, I don't think he's so stubborn that he's going to say, "I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it my way," and I think it's going to work. Now, you, you've got to be able to adapt to this league every single year. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then he's not the head coach for us. But I don't yep. think that he. I think he's been around long enough to know that you have to adapt. Yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely, and I think he's he's going to do it in his own way, and I think that's why he he right. you know got a guy like um, Scangarello who's a bit younger to run the offense, a bit newer. Like he's probably looking for that new sort of perspective for sure. But it's just kind of interesting to see where you know the Elway's kind of going with it. You know, it's just kind of yeah, it's 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 cool to see. But I think you're right in the sense that next year and every team's going to be analytics. Like you know, this is going to happen everywhere. You know, there may be a few stragglers still, but like it's just going to be all over the place. Um, so, you know, we're just going to have to keep up. That's it. And I think that we'll have a better chance to do that if we, you know, kind of build that, that sort of strategy. But yeah. Anyways, and and um, I think I think we have to draw a line, too, between analyt, like the culture and the analytic concepts. Because I think analytic yeah. concepts is very uh, play-driven and play – yeah, play-driven and, and paper-driven where culture is player-driven. And I yeah. think there's there's a separation. I think the hiring of Fangio is a culture move and not a players a play move, let a playbook move. And the analytics is a playbook move as opposed to a culture move. And I, and I think there, you have to find some sort of separation there. You know what? That's a really good point. Very good point. And I think you're right in the sense that you know what what Van jo- Vance Joseph had left behind needed a really really good fixing. So Fangio's kind of like you know clean this mess up, please, and and bring bring a championship mindset to this, and then surround yourself with that talent that's a really good point that's cool yeah no it's it's gonna be interesting um i think the lions you know they they do have their sort of analytic tendencies but i think with the Lions, speaking of culture actually that you know bob quinn used to be a, a patriots exec uh matt patricio is a patriots dc their roster is filled with ex-patriots players like trey flowers and uh what's his name danny amandola and you know there's a few more i'm sure i'm sure anyways it it just goes to show like they're trying to recreate somebody else's culture you know they're trying to build their culture based on the page exactly you can't every you have to build your own distinct culture based off the players you have if you try to copy somebody else's just how they go about business and what they how they approach everything it's going to fail yeah absolutely and i think that's why the lions still just can't find success they're just trying to right. be somebody else you know they're they're taking people that are too close to another source right so it'll be right. interesting like to if see i wanted to well and, and the I, broncos jared's awesome so if i wanted to try to be jared it just wouldn't work because uh-huh. i'm not jared I mean, I mean, no. One there's, can only one Jerry, right? <laughs> there's only one Jerry. Thank God, there's only one Jerry. Well, so so what we're talking with Broncos country knows this all too well. Last time we had this was Josh McDaniels. The same oh, concept. Yeah. You, cha- you oh, take you yeah. take that that Belichick mentality. You try to put it as a head coach somewhere else. It does not work out for you. Nope. It just it, it it you can't do that. You have to have your own spin on things. And yeah. and that Matt Matt Patricia seems. To not be doing this same concept, same same idea. So uh, it, it, that's what it really comes down to, I think. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think that given just that, I think they're trying to put in that Patriot mindset and they're losing a lot of games. I think players aren't buying into it. And because of that, I think that uh, we're going to win this weekend. That's what I think. I think it's going to be like a, an actually competitive game. It'll be a fun offensive game for the Broncos. And I think that the the Lions are just going to struggle. I think our defense steps up. And I think that, you know, Locke has a good game at home, you know, kind of regains a little bit of that trust. And, you know, we, we kind of roll into the last match against the Raiders, which I'm super excited to talk about because that'll be a fun one to end with. Yeah, so I, I think that... Uh... The big, the big takeaways for the Broncos, and I think the thing, the people that need to step up for the Broncos, and I think are going to step up, is going to be Philip Lindsay. 
who hasn't gotten much more than 50-something yards per game in the past four or five games. I think he's going to break out and get over 100 yards Mm -hmm. this game. Mm -hmm. And I I think this is the game that he needs to step up and kind of get a little bit of his swagger and his confidence back. And and, and then, like I I mentioned earlier in the podcast too, but Alexander Johnson, I think he gets a little bit of swagger back in this Mm -hmm. game. And I think those are the two guys on my offensive and defensive pick for who's going to be stepping up. I like it. Look, somebody's got to. We, we need to see, you know, the the depth that we have. And we need to see, you know, like Philip Lindsay, like you said, he needs his confidence back. But we need to see some of these younger players uh, or who would be second or third string otherwise. But because injuries are starting, we needed them to really show us why we need to keep them. You know, and, and who knows, you know, start, starting next year when all our starters are back, you know, when's the next time they're going to, you know, be on the field? Oh. How often are they going to be in the field? But they have got to find a way to get their own swag you know their own swagger and, and confidence here's here's one for you then bringing our veterans back is flacco coming back yes another reason that we don't need to draft a quarterback because heck we might just need to start flacco next year and i know jared's all for that wait a minute you actually think that we bring <laughs> no, flacco I back? Don't oh, think that. jared just about to let well, he just <laughs> left the room. I, I just i just wanted i just wanted to see what jared would do no i don't think that look i think we just straight up day one i mean as no, soon you, as we can we cut him we pay him his 13 million i know i try yeah. to do it so seriously no of yeah, that was, course that was not well of course not we're also i mean the likelihood of us keeping joe flacco yeah. is just as likely as us getting cam newton look it's just a stupid idea it's not stupid. Cam Newton will save this franchise. It's a dumb idea. Back. No, God. See, now I'm going to walk out of the room. No, Cam Newton's the gem, man. It, so I'm not allowed to get fired. Can I quit? Because I, at this point, <laughs> this is this just so is, you know, there's no severance package. So either way, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Good luck. Handshake is your severance package. Uh, no, that's but but um, no, that's interesting though. Um, you really got me there. Well played, Kev. But I think that you're right in the sense that Joe Flacco's got to go. It just didn't work out. Um, and I still think that Cam Newton is a viable option. It might work, but I don't think it'll happen. I think Cam Newton is going to stay with the Panthers because they're going to bring an offensive coach like a Mike McCarthy who says I can revitalize his career. And boom, they're gone. Um, so other than uh, uh, the you know Canyons and, and the Panthers, uh, who who do you think is going to be the next head coach that is gone from this league? Just not gone. Sorry, as their position just fired. You know. I I you know what you're you're asking this at a terrible time. I just had this pulled up. I was looking at the the hot seat for the for coaches, and. I'm gonna to have to pull it back up. So I, I so the big the big discussion. Coach? So the big discussion right now is is uh, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, there you go. Now yeah. is is he gonna actually be fired, or is it is it not gonna happen that Jason Garrett uh, in in Dallas is just gonna kind of be forever? Oh, I think he's gonna be there forever. I mean, I just Jerry really? Jones is the kind of idiot. Uh, look, Jerry, uh, uh, Jason Garrett should have been fired three four years ago. And so yeah. the fact is, you know, Jerry Jones is kind of hinting that he might be looking at other head coach. I, I just don't know. I, I, I can't see him sticking around. I just can't. Jerry Jones this year has been pissed off at the, at the performance of this team. Yeah, but it's Jerry Jones. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But still, I, I just, I can't, man, I think he's gone finally. Look, yeah. I think there's a good chance. I just, I just would not be overly surprised yeah. if I think they decided one on more year, available. one more year. 
Right. Yeah, it, it depends on who's available because Jerry Jones isn't stupid either. Like he signed Tony Romo to a huge extension because at that time that was the best thing to do to get the best sure. quarterback available. You know what I mean? Like right, right. he's not going to make a dumb move other than almost draft Johnny Menzel, but that's beside the point. But <laughs> I so, think that so, de- I, I found it. So here's my two takes. Here's my okay. two takes. <laughs> Jared, so Doug Doug Oh yeah. Ooh, pick me. Ooh. Pick me. I, we ooh. talked about this. I'm the kid in class and then by the time you pick on me I completely have nothing yeah. good to say. Yeah. Uh it's always a waste, man. So Doug Marone in Jacksonville, I think that's oh, kind of going to be a, almost a given that he's going to get fired. Uh, we, we talked about a little bit in the chat today. Uh, they just fired Tim uh, Tom Coughlin as the uh, executive. Yeah. So oh, he's yeah. out in Jacksonville. I think Doug Marone is right behind him at the end of the season. And I want to get your take on this as a uh, Falcons fan. What about Dan Quinn? Oh, man. Dan Quinn's got to go. I love Dan Quinn. I think he's had a lot of success, and I think that if if we had won that Super Bowl, okay, oh, that'd be then he would. Yeah, I think I think that if we had won that Super Bowl, the Falcons would have been um, maybe in another Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like they would have been a repeat sort of thing because the momentum was all there, and it was that collapse that just made that chip into that culture that just could never be separated from Dan Quinn and his methods. There was always that collapse, right? So I just think that right now it's time for change. You've got to move on from it. We've, you've tried it. You've had success and you just, just missed it. That's, you know, fine. You, and there's been a number of years after this. There's been just a steady decline. Like he just, he has to go. I love him, but he's, he has to go. And he'll get a head coaching job right away somewhere else. And oh, yeah. it'll be okay. You know, we just need to change, I think. Um, but yeah, I think Dan Quinn's a viable option. Jason Garrett, for sure. Doug Marone, I think you're right. I think Doug Marone, if they lose the next game, they just fire him. Just get rid of him there. Um, and then uh, Pat Shermer with the Giants. I think that's he's my pick. I think that he is just one of the most boring offensive coordinators and human beings in the in the in the league. Um, right. You know, there's just he's just he doesn't inspire inspire any sort of like greatness. I don't feel like so. I think that he's got to go, and they need to bring is, somebody who's got a bit of more energy than him. It's not a coach, but is Eli Manning done? Oh, for sure, he's got to be done, man. I, like he just can't physically keep up anymore. Right. You know the the brains there, like the 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 will is there, but the body and the the, the mechanics and everything is just not, you know, he was never elite in those in those realms, but it's just really not good anymore. So I, I yeah. he's got to retire. Like it's got to happen. See a big uh, overhaul with the Giants in general. Or or Elway signs Eli Manning for two year contract. Why did I bring this just up? to see if he can push us right through to another Super Bowl? I'm sorry, Jared. I shouldn't have even said that. That's my fault. I'm just saying, following the trends, man. I'm just saying, you know, Elway loves or we can those just veteran keep guys, man. Elway loves his Mannings. Oh yeah, or he <laughs> loves his Mannings. Could you imagine? Could you imagine though? No, but think about it. Okay, you know, I know where this is going. I know where this imagine is going. Imagine you're going to create Manning. <laughs> you're going to create okay. this world where we win a Super Bowl with Eli Manning. And we win a Super Bowl with Eli Manning. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, imagine, imagine that. Oh some, man, some we're really, we're really in daydream land. We're, yeah, we we're. It's the end of the season. We're, yeah. we're definitely, we're definitely <laughs> reaching on a lot of things right now. Oh yeah, yeah. We try to find content everywhere we can now. Every yeah, we're just finding content. <laughs> All right, yeah, listen, no, I, listen to the listen to the Orange Weekly uh, uh, Dream Podcast where we come up with <laughs> come up with crazy. 
crazy background <laughs> stories. We've come up with like four or five like Orange Weekly spinoff podcast ideas. <laughs> yeah, we oh, do. Yeah. Yeah. At least four or five. And well, uh, I don't know how we're going to do you all know, of it. You know what we should do one day? We should do an actual pregame podcast. <laughs> Where we actually talk about what's going to happen yeah. in that game? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. But you know nah. what? No, Overrated. No, no. Here, here's what it is, okay? As soon as, if, if, as soon as the Broncos start winning, that's when we'll do that. But until oh, they yeah. play okay. like jokes, we're going to be like jokes too. Right? Just going to have fun. Just have and fun. We're just gonna have, if they're going to have fun, we're going to have fun. As oh, soon as they gosh. start winning, guaranteed we... We, we, we will. We'll, we'll go out. right back into looking into oh, the yeah, stats. No, this will be, be legit. For, For right now, now, we're though, talking about... We're just trying to weather but... a storm. Anthony Lynn, do you think he's gone? Because like... Eh, Chargers, eh, Philip Rivers is the big deal. Maybe Anthony Lynn stays one no. more year with a new QB. Exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. To kinda, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With like an act, maybe they draft a QB early this year. You know, maybe they're they the ones who go after somebody. So they're sitting at the number thing that plays seven right that. now for a draft. I think, I think they're so, number yeah. six or seven for the draft, and we're yeah. number 10. So, yeah, I could see them doing that, trying to oh, trade yeah. up and get one of those guys. So mm-hmm. the other thing that plays in that is their new stadium. They're going to be heading to their new stadium and, and the new location, and oh, I don't know if that's yeah. – there's, there's two things that could play at that. That could be, uh, hey, new Chargers, new look. Uh, stop calling them San Diego, Jared. You're an idiot. New Chargers, <laughs> new look. Or it could be, hey, we, we trust this guy. Let's get him into a new stadium. Let's get him with yeah. a real quarterback and and push him forward and see what he does. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I think he is kind of on a hot seat because they've had a very underwhelming season this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But here's the interesting thing, too, with the L.A., man, with the Rams. They've been doing very shaky football recently. They're not having a good year. So, you know, they're losing a little bit of luster here. This is Chargers' time to step up. If they can make a splash in the draft, get a nice, young, like, elite-level kind of QB, you know, and, and they even could do a little bit of rebranding, I'm sure, and, and just really, you know, blend into this new stadium, they could take over. This is their prime time to kind of grow. Um, but uh, I don't think they're going to do that because, you know, they're the Chargers. But anyways. How um, many more years does John Gruden get? Oh, I think I think coaches are guaranteed their contracts across yeah. the board. So the he's Raiders are he got, He's done for 10 years. 10 years, $100 million. That's right. Dollars. So, I mean, they got it's, eight years left with them then. Yeah. One way or another, they're going to be paying that contract off because that's how the coaching CBA or whatever, how, that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. So – I think that, you know, they're going to keep him for as long as they can milk his face for as long as they can milk that personality. He's going to be there, you know, and until talking about two losing seasons in a row, they're right there too. So, Oh, you know what? The Raiders are going to be there for a while because they're, they've got no foundation either, man. Mike Mayock is an analyst. He's not necessarily a GM, you know, Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's 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 be honest. Well, wait till they get to Vegas and it's going to be a whole different vibe on it they're gonna they're gonna have this obviously the cowboys have a background but they're gonna have this cowboy-esque like look at me high flashy i wanted we're doing all these things just like the cowboys do and they're gonna try to do it in vegas but the difference is the cowboys have a clear cut leader in this organization you know and jerry jones as senile as he is he still he built this team he bought it for 140 million dollars and today it's worth 5.5 billion dollars you know, Jerry Jones made some key decisions down there, and he made good ones. The Raiders, man, Mike Davis, eh. Mm. Listen, I'm not a big hair guy, He's... so I don't have any. But that face, man. <laughs> on the top of your head. Those bangs. <laughs> on, the top, <laughs> on the top of my head, yeah. Those bangs just tell me, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't it, feel it. I get a bad vibe. Tell. Yeah. I don't, yeah. you know. And then John Gruden, 
you know, like he was great in the early 2000s, but, you know, I don't know. I just, it's like a an old dog trying to do new tricks. I don't know. It doesn't really, really work with me. I think he's a nice transition. It's a nice try. But when they're in, uh, in Vegas, they're going to need something really, like, captivating. Right, because it's, right. you know, it's going to be a big deal. Um, the thing with Vegas, they always have tourists year round. I, I think so they're going to have that same situation. I, I, I don't have home cool. games. They're not going to have home games. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think those fan. I mean, you give people a reason to go to Vegas. They'll they'll be you know representation from all over the the country, and at the same time, there's going to be the thing is the stadium's always going to be full, so there's always going to be energy there, you know. Right. But but the Raiders are an iconic brand as well, you know. To they be are. a Raiders fan kind of says more about who you are uh. as a human as opposed to who you are as a football <laughs> fan. We saw the stats today. Only 21% of them said that they would stay Raiders fans after they changed stadiums. Okay, so or they're all... Go well, to Vegas, okay. so. That 21% scares me. That's a oh, 21% of America that I, I, I do not want to meet one day. Those, those ones oh, are, yeah. you know... Anyways, so you know what I mean? Like people, but people kind of like to associate with that. So I think the Raiders, if they can start playing well and win games, they won't. I think that they could attract like a pretty cool like culture there, but... Man, I don't so, know. I, I think they're going to attract cool culture. And I don't know sure if when last time you guys went to Vegas, but I was there not too long ago, back at last hockey season. And watching the Golden Knights and, and the, the traction that they've got yeah. and the, the, the following that they have out there. Las Vegas does, in the metropolitan area of Las Vegas has over 2 million people. So it's not that they can't get the following in Vegas and that's always going to be a bunch of tourists. I think they can, and I yep, think the people true. in Vegas know how to monitor and know how to promote. That's what they do. That's where they make their living off of. So I And, and watching the way that the Golden Knights, they've already been selling Raiders stuff down there. Last time I was down there, they're already getting ready to, to push it. And I, I think we're kind of underestimating what they're going to be able to, to, oh, to do down there. It's easy to underestimate the Raiders, though. Oh, yeah, facts. But, yeah. No, Jared, I totally with Vegas to, behind him, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on a business side, on a branding, on a sort of like NFL franchise, I think it's a great move. I think Vegas is a great place for the for an NFL team. Like the way the world works right now, it's kind of nice to go to a place where it's you don't necessarily have that city, you know, sort of feel. But this is an entertainment. Like the Raiders in Vegas, you're gonna go see a show. You know what I mean? And if they can start winning games, wow, that'd be great. I just don't think they're going to do it. Derek Carr and John Gruden. I don't think they're going to win games ever. Hopefully, so Never. <laughs> we'll just go with that. But it's going to be cool because when the Broncos go play there, I'm sure there's going to be a heck of a lot of Broncos fans. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's going to be a little bit like that San Diego, oh Los Angeles effect. Oh, got him. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. I, I did it a couple weeks ago too. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, nobody can it take happens. the LA Chargers seriously. Yeah, right. So and uh, for. For me, Vegas is closer than Oakland was, so I get oh, another go, home yeah. game. I get another game we can go watch the Broncos at. <laughs> no, that's perfect, yeah. Um, so as we close off here, uh, predictions for this week. Oh, that's right. Jared this is a pregame podcast. We forgot. We have a game that we were talking about. Who are we playing? The, the Lions? I don't remember. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, so I think this is another going to be another good game for Andrew Locke. I think I think Philip Lindsay is going to rush for a couple touchdowns. I think they're going to be broke out uh, at least over a hundred yards minimum, and I think we're going to score twenty eight points on the Lions. And I think they're going to score fourteen, thirteen. Let's go thirteen to forty or thirteen to twenty eight. Broncos. <laughs> so Broncos score twenty eight. And Lions score 13. 13, right, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Was, Kev? It, was that not clear? Was I? <laughs> no, I was, man, that was, that was an adventure. <laughs> Focus. 
Fuck. <laughs> Speaking of adventures, now, uh, yeah. look, I think they're going to really try hard to get Philip Lindsay that 1,000-yard season, especially since he was so close last year before his injury. He, uh, better, yeah. he only needs 150 yards, you know what I mean? So, oh, uh, especially if he that. does... Yeah, especially if he gets that 100-yard uh, game that Jared's thinking. Uh, I, I just Hopefully he gets 75-80 so that he only needs that other you know half of that chunk against the Raiders. Um, but I think they're really going to be feeding him the ball a lot. Um, but I do think it's going to be a good game for Drew Locke. Uh, this is, a like we talked about earlier, a really prime opportunity for him to, to bounce back, kind of show yeah. that he, has, you know, he can learn from those mistakes. And I do think that overall we are going to put up some points. Um, mm. So, I mean, look, if we can put up 38 against the Texans, um, and they were, I yeah, they were sleeping on us, but we should be able to put up a ton of points against oh, uh, most definitely. Uh, the Lions as well. Most so, definitely. It, Jared's saying, uh, what, 27? I can't remember because of 28 13. Yeah, straightforward. I think we can, look, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 31 points for the Broncos. I think oh. we can do it. Yep. 31? Yep. 31 to what? 31. Uh, with our defense, though, I could see it being like another 31-28. 31-28? Close game. I think kind of a shootout. Um, I just think uh, with you, only Simmons back there and Chris Harris Jr. getting beat and then Yadam, yeah, whatever. They got a rookie quarterback. Man. I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah. It used to be. Jolly. What, what happened to the 31 nothing Kevin, that we used to know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Look, I've kind of seen how the last three seasons have gone. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, come back down just a little bit. Uh uh yeah, so I, I think we are going to win this game though. I yep. think it will be close either way, but I, cool. I think we can definitely get uh, several touchdowns and uh, make no, it I happen. Think so too, I think it's going to be like along your lines. Too. I think it's going to be a thirty-one, but to a seventeen game. I think we're like going to take over, and I think the seventeen comes in garbage time. You know, yeah. So at okay. the end, like late touchdown, but I think it's going to be a, a nice win for for the Broncos. I think Drew Locke is just you know I think he's very competitive. You know, I think that he's a guy, he does not like losing. So I think he's going to come out this week, he's going to get better, and he's going to put up some points, he's going to have fun. Nothing to lose, like we said earlier, so now it's just time to just, you know, play football, have some fun, like just, you know, you're, you're, you're working for your job next year, so keep going. Um, and yep. yeah, that's, that's for me, 31-17. Uh, any last words here? Very quick ones, please. No long speeches. Jared? Okay, thank you. Kev? That was quick. Yeah, give Perfect. me five minutes. No, uh, no, no. You know, look, it's simple. It's simple. Go Broncos. Look, okay. two games cool. left. Let's make it happen. Go Broncos. All right, cool. All right, well, you know what? One more time then. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Take care, guys. Orange, man. I'm rocking orange, man.